this is Stephen Byer from Iron Films, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your ether-addicted psychic <laughs> podcasters, John. I'm the other half, Matt. And uh, this is our first regular episode in a while. Yeah, it feels weird. It does feel kind of weird, don't it? The last one we did was... Was it David Hess? David Hess, yeah. Good lord, that was like, that was like two months ago. I know. Because oh. October we did uh, David Hess. Yeah. Then the uh, Stephen Barrow interview. Yep, and then the Halloween special. Huh. Yep. It's been a minute. We ain't done shit. Well, <laughs> October was a busy month. Yeah. So, you know, thank everybody for listening to the Stephen Byro interview and the Halloween special. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate the work. Give us. Yeah, they give us them dank ass listens. <laughs> you got to talk in that microphone, dog. You're killing me. I know I, I was just not preferred to say dank ass listens. <laughs> I don't think our our listeners are either. Oh yeah, dank ass. <laughs> don't do that ever again. <laughs> so at the top of the show, we like to say if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send them to sickoncinema at gmail dot com, or you can go to our social media pages, which right? is uh, Instagram Sick on Cinema Podcast. And Twitter's dead ass. Twitter's dead ass, but sick on cinema on Facebook as well. <laughs> Those are the two one, the only two we're active on because Twitter's kind of just a dead ass platform. It kind of is, yeah. Which I prefer Instagram over all of them, anyways. So oh, yeah, that and maybe Snapchat. Sometimes. The only reason I really like Snapchat is because I just like goofing off with you guys, right? Sending videos of stupid shit. <laughs> Sending videos of Chris Hansen go after pedos. <laughs> Have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah, oh, you want some cookies? cookies? <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> so, uh, since the last time we did a podcast, we've done a couple things. Yeah. Um, we have went to Central Cinema several times and watched some movies. Yeah, we, we, we did do that. We went and seen double features. Well, I went and seen double features of Basket Case and Brain Damage. I had to work. Yeah. But we both went and seen double feature of The Thing from Another World and John Carpenter's The Thing. Which was amazing. It was incredible to see that on the big screen, but for both sure. Both movies are great. Yeah, I'd never seen Thing from Another World. It's surprisingly really good. Yeah, it was dope. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to take this mask Yeah, up. Matt's over here in an Ultimo Dragon mask. Yeah, which is... Uh, <laughs> I've already got, like... Problems with allergies, so it's already it was already hard to hear. I'd like to say a signed Ultimo Dragon mask, by the way. Yes, signed by the man himself. Look, I, I, I wasn't being disrespectful to the mask that was. I was just <laughs> wearing it on my big pumpkin head. Yeah, and squeeze my damn nose. I couldn't breathe. 
<laughs> we're <just> like, <laughs> 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 inhale so, oxygen over here. So, anyways, yep. right. we ventured down to the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Yes, we did. And we watched uh, some movies. Yeah. Some um, good. Some not so good. Some not so good. Would you like to talk about some of the highlights of it? Um, Luz was awesome. Yes, Luz. Is it Luz or Luz? I believe it's Luz. Luz, okay. Uh, which is a German movie. Was it The House of... We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Right. But uh, Luz was very good. But I think we both that was probably both of our favorites. Yeah. There was this um, so when that comes out, I highly recommend checking that out. This weird anthology movie. That dead ass. <laughs> yeah, which was so weird. We were just sitting there. And, like, it was apparently this was the first time this has happened in yeah. years. Yeah, I've, I've been going since like... God. Since like 2010, I think. Good Lord. This is the first time I've ever seen a technical issue. Dude, it's fucking crazy. It's 2010 is just about to be 10 years ago. Go. I know, right? What the fuck? Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. It was the anthology by the guys who did the uh, ABCs of Death, and you know, it dead ass. Then, yeah, maybe it was for the best. Yeah, the melon heads, though. That was segment a, nearly <laughs> ended my life. Was a hell of a segment for sure. Um, I don't even know how to explain that segment. I don't either. Just watch the movie when it, it comes out. Like, I guess it's supposed to be like this weird like urban legend thing. Yeah. Which like if that's an urban legend, that's fucking horrifying. <laughs> I don't true. ever want to run to these big headed motherfuckers <laughs> out in the middle of the wilderness being just being like, This is our weird cult thingy <laughs> of big melon head fucks. But We uh, also saw uh, Annie in the Apocalypse. At first I did not like it. Yeah, it's a Christmas <sighs> zombie musical. Done very much in the same style as like High School Musical. D- d- don't turn it off yet. Don't turn it off. Don't, don't, li- don't stop listening. <laughs> don't stop listening because of this. Because it shockingly gets immensely dark. Yeah, like out of like I'm not trying to throw back some memes from 2014 here, but out of nowhere, out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like it's kind of goofy and dumb, and then there's a character who gets killed off, and you're like, holy shit. And then the song that's played in the movie, which I'm not going to say, but it's kind of a spoiler if I do, but yeah. it has true meaning to the movie itself, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, it ended, it ended up being a pretty damn good movie, I think. Yeah. I liked it a lot. The um, more I thought about it, the more I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. What was the the metal one? Oh, uh, Sadistic Intentions. Sadistic Intentions, yeah. which this was its world premiere. Yeah. But, okay, look. I appreciate them coming to screen their movie mm-hmm. for us for the first time ever. Yeah. But why a bunch of crazy people from Knoxville? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I guess Knoxville's a little better than... Elric Kane from Shockwaves was there, though. <laughs> he did the Q&A with the filmmakers after the yeah, screening, which was pretty was dope. There. It was really cool. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was really fun. It's got some moments that I didn't like. Yeah, I agree. I think the second half was way stronger than the first half. Mm-hmm. But once that comes out as well, you're definitely going to want to check it out. So, there's two, there's three ones I think we should spend yeah. a little time with. By the way, this is the Japanese cyberpunk episode. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't mention we, that. Yeah. Well, I think if they've watched the movies, they probably got it from the intro. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't know that, they're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. We just want to do a recap of this because we haven't had a chance to talk about this since... Uh, I mean, when was the last time we actually got to record... Just a regular episode? Us just talking... Uh, since the David Hess interview. It's been a, it's, it's been a interview. Yeah. <laughs> was a, I mean, that was an episode. Interview. Yeah, David Hess is dead. Yeah. Sadly. Rest in peace. 
But anyways, so the first one I think we should talk about is The House of Sweat and Tears. Okay, so... Which was the very first movie screened that day. So it's like, uh, what, 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I, we were already... Which is an all-day event. This thing goes all day. Yeah, it started like 11 and then stopped... And we left before they started screening more stuff. Yeah, so about 12 o'clock. Yeah. Which they started screening local stuff after that. And then we went to Insomnia Cookies. Made some dank-ass cookies. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, House of... Was, House of Sweat and Tears. The House of Sweat and Tears. Which has a cool ideal. It's about this cult that lives in this like shack. Yeah. Has a really cool ideal. But it is one of the driest movies I've ever watched. Okay, but here's the thing about cult movies. Not, not not like John Waters, but like cult, like John, like Jim Jones, <laughs> like Jim Jones, uh, Heaven's Gate, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Your your cult leader has to be charismatic for one, mm-hmm. which I feel like that, that had a little bit of. Yeah, that. I, I I thought she was good, but things have to fucking happen. Oh man, things don't happen. No, they don't. Not until the very very end, which I'm down for a slow burn. Yeah, slow burn movies, like, we've talked about this. Slow burn movies sometimes are the best. Mm-hmm. Like, look at stuff like The Witch. Yeah, Hereditary. Aw- yeah, awesome stuff. Yeah. But this movie... Shit, the granddaddy of them, The Wicker Man, you know? Yeah. This this movie, though, shit the bed, in my opinion, though. I didn't dislike it as much as you oh. all did. It's just like, you have all this build-up mm-hmm. to absolutely nothing. Yeah. The ending doesn't even make sense, really. Not really. There's a character that shows up. To me, like... I felt like there was moments when I was watching the movie where I was like, I feel like things, like, I feel like pieces are missing. Yeah, and... Like, I don't mind trying to figure out things. I don't mind things being cryptic. But when, like, I feel like you can't figure it out, (laughs) I feel like that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big problem. And also, there's some cool visuals, and there's a point where they're, like, wearing these weird masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's not even explained either. Like, it's like, what's not explained about that is because they're, like, getting to these cars and, like, driving off. It's like... Nothing ever comes of it. Yeah, nothing. At all. Nothing. It's like, hmm, alright. Yeah. And then the movie just kind of ended in when, uh... God, God, God help her. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she, this, uh, one of the, I guess she was, like, the hot woman at the time. Yeah. She never really showed back up. No, she didn't. She was like, oh, what are you going to with the movie? And everyone was like... Uh. And they're like, hmm. And she just goes, hell Satan. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, wait, does Satan have something to do with that movie? <laughs> like, hold up. Yeah, was, was it? I thought that was a relig- just a religious cult. Yeah, I don't. That movie kind of aggravated me. So. Uh, 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 my sister was with us, mm-hmm. who's a friend of the show and listener, yes. Amanda. Uh, she was outside getting some popcorn and stuff, getting ready for the next movie, and she <laughs> overheard this guy say. You know, I missed the first five minutes. Was there anything in that fucking five minutes that made that movie make sense? No. And this is a very forgiving crowd, too. This is the crowd that, like, loved the uh, Fields in England. You know what I mean? Which, talk about cryptic, weird movies. Fields in England, you know? The, hell, the movie that played not too long after that, Lose. Lose, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. They're very cryptic at times. But they loved it. Yeah. Or at least I would say they loved it. Yeah, it was I great. Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. And but, uh, yeah, I think that's enough on House of Sweat and Tears. This movie has to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, yeah. Something's got to happen. Something has to happen in the three, you know, part structure of a film. Something has to happen in those three parts. Mm-hmm. When nothing happens, your movie's fucking boring. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, enough of that. And two more movies to discuss oh, a little man. bit. Without spoiling anything, because I want people to just go seek these out. <laughs> go to Vimeo and pay for this. Oh, is that a Vimeo? Pretty sure. Okay, cool. 
BFF Girls, oh, yeah. which is a parody of like Shonen Eye, like uh, Power oh, Rangers esque, uh, you know, Sailor Moon style Japanese uh, action stuff. And it's fantastic. It's absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious and to some possibly offensive. Very offensive, but in a, the best way possible. Yeah. So seek out BFF girls. And, and then. Oh, the highlight of not just the night, but the entire fucking month <laughs> was. Gwilliam. Gwilliam. <laughs> this dude is a legend. I have never seen the actual Gwilliam short film. No, I haven't either. We saw Gwilliam's, what was it, Tricks for Turning Tricks or something like that? Treats yeah. for Turning Tricks or something yeah, like something that? something like that, yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. I've never laughed that hard in a theater in my entire life. I, well. Th- there's one moment in particular that I don't want to spoil because I want people to seek this thing out and watch it, however you can get it. Oh. That when it happened, I didn't think I was going to make it. I don't know if I pay attention to the next short film. Because I was laughing so hard. I could not pay attention. <laughs> and also another so another shout out to some other short films that we saw. Oh, what was the name of that one? Burt, the Burt Reynolds. Oh, the, was it a... Squirt Reynolds. The Ballad of Squirt Reynolds. The Ballad of Squirt Reynolds is fucking great. That was really good too, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. There were some weird ones too though. Like There was like Arnold... Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one was a bit strange. But it, it, it was still, you know. Yeah. Ultimately, I really had a good time. I always have a good time. Knoxville Horror Festival is... Man, like, the only thing I would change is how expensive the drinks and popcorn are. Yeah, that's kind of out of their control, though. I understand that. I mean, that's not in the in the control of, like, the guys from Central Cinema who, were like, run that, right? Yeah. It's just, it's the, the, the theater itself, and it's... Whew. I don't know this for a fact, but I felt like last year was supposed to have been the last year at the Regal. Yeah. And then everything after that was supposed to be Central Cinema. But I think the problem is the size. Central yeah. Cinema is a small theater. It just can't accommodate... Everybody. Yeah. You know, so... But yeah, that was Knoxville Horror Film Festival. It was a great time. Oh, man, yeah. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Then the very next day, we went to NGW... Which, oh, if you don't man. know, is a local wrestling company who we are currently making a documentary with. Yes, those guys are awesome. Yep, super cool dudes. We love them. Which we have stuff planned with them sometime this weekend. Yep. Which, oh, good lord. I know. <laughs> it's like no rest for the wicked. You know, like, what's crazy is like we're working on the podcast. Uh-huh. We're working on the documentary. Uh-huh. In your free time, you're working on stuff. Uh-huh. In my free time, I'm working on stuff. Uh-huh. And with that work, uh-huh. I have school as well. Uh-huh. So it's like... Huh. And family things and other things. Oh, it's <laughs> chaos right now. It really is. Like I I don't know on the last day off, like day off, day off, where I just got to sit in bed and do nothing. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been able to just, just chillax. Like honestly right now sitting here, maybe the first time in a little bit that I've actually got to just sit down and just like enjoy myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> without being asleep one. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that's enough on all that. October was a great month. We had a good time. Yeah, it was, it was fun. We did our horror-a-thon, and it was fun. Yeah, that was really fun, too. I had to work in the middle of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I started hurrying it done. So. Yeah, so we don't want to take up too much time with this kind of stuff. We just wanted to talk about it up front, get it out of the way. I do feel like it's good to do this, you know, at the, the top of the show, because yeah. it's been a little bit since we've... Just set the mood. Yeah. Uh, but the main event today... The main event. ...is a genre that I love. Yeah. And that you... 
are lukewarm on. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I feel like the the la- the latter movies that we're covering today, mm. I enjoyed quite a bit. But but you weren't super big on the Mac Daddy of this genre. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, and like, if, like I was like, oh, I had to, I should rewatch it and stuff. And we'll, we'll get into it, but I was like, maybe just a lot of this stuff just isn't my cup of tea. But we are talking Japanese cyberpunk. Yes. Which, uh, let me pull up a thing here real quickie. While I do this, why don't you tell us uh, the um, the movies we're covering? So we are covering Nine Six Four Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Electric Dragon, eighty is it eighty thousand? Eighty thousand. The, the the way it's spelled is weird. Yeah. Eighty thousand volts. And Rubber's Lover. Rubber's Lover. So, so two shows yes. in, and right up the top of the show, we are two idiots from East Kentucky, East Tennessee. You best said Kentucky. I don't know why I best said East Kentucky. Probably because of Dead Pit. <laughs> Either that or Trevor Lee's theme song. Oh, yeah. From the hills of East Don't, you're going to get us corporate flagged. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, um, from East Tennessee, so we are going to butcher names. some of these names. Yes. <laughs> But Shozen Fukui? Question mark. <laughs> Google Translate. Directed two of these films, which is 964 Pinocchio and Rubber's Lover. Yes. But I just wanted to read what Japanese cyberpunk is from to you all okay. from Wikipedia. Let's hear it. Japanese cyberpunk prefers a genre of underground film production in Japan starting in the 1980s. It bears some resemblance to the high-tech and scientific cyberpunk as understood in the West. However, differs in its representation of industrial and metallic imagery and an incomprehensible narrative. <laughs> Which I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but... Well, I know you don't necessarily agree with that. <laughs> I feel like, at least with the first movie we're covering, I can relate a little bit mm-hmm. to that explanation. Damn it, this microphone. <laughs> so we're, let's just go ahead and get into it. We're starting in 1991. Wait, there's 91? 91. I did not know that. Yes. Right at the very beginning of the 90s. Which, honestly, the 90s gets a bad rap when it comes to horror movies. And there was a dry spell. It was a dry spell because it was... It was a a weird time in movies. It was a transitional period. Yeah, but there was still good stuff in there. Man, there's so many, like, really cool underground... Cult movies in the nineties. The mainstream movies were the ones that were dull. Yeah, so you know, in yeah. two of these movies are made in the nineties, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is nineteen ninety one from Shozen Fukui F U K U I. Yeah, you make the pronunciation. Yeah. Oh, why well, I can't even say pronunciation. Much apologies wow. for our uh, terrible pronunciation skills. Oh my god, this is nine six four Pinocchio. <laughs> you want to tell the plot of this one, Matt? Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll tell the plot of this one. <laughs> so this tells the story of Pinocchio 964. That's something I wondered, mm-hmm. by the way, which I hate to you know, just break right in the middle of this, but not, it's the movie's called 964 Pinocchio. Yeah. In Japan, names are kind of like... Backwards? Yeah. Yeah. So is it pronounced... Uh no, because I think this is more just like he's he's a Pinocchio, which is a lobotomized yes. sex cyborg, cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's the nine hundred and sixty fourth model. Yeah, so he's nine six four Pinocchio. 
Um, but he is a lobotomized sex cyborg. A sex android thingy? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's cyborg. There's a difference between android and cyborg. It has to do with how much human to... Yeah. You know. (laughs) I think android's completely, isn't it? I think so. But I don't know, because the androids in Dragon Ball Z were part human. Oh. (laughs) But anyways, he's a cyborg. It clearly stays in the plot. Yeah. Um, who, he was created to be a sex slave. Yes. And he is impotent. Mm. So, the owners kick him to the curve. Oh, well. They're like, get out of here, you can't get your dick up. (laughs) I mean, that's what happens. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Just the way you said it. He meets up with this girl who has amnesia herself. Yeah. She doesn't have her memory as well. And they kind of bond a friendship as well. Mm-hmm. But when the owner of the Pinocchio tells the creator that they kicked him the curve, he's like, oh shit, this can't happen. Because people will find out and they'll they'll come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to find it and get rid of it. And from there, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. See? Nothing uncomprehensible about that at all. Hmm. To get a lot of that... I had to read the back of the DVD. <laughs> really? I swear. Huh. This, I'm, not, I'm not saying this movie's bad. You know what? I, I don't dislike this movie. I mean, you know that. Yeah. You saw my rating I gave on it. Yeah. It's just... This movie's a little hard for me to, like, process. Mm. Like, we here, here I am a few days after watching it, and I'm still, like... I don't necessarily know exactly what I feel about that movie. Yeah, Japanese cyberpunk, I feel like one of the um um help me Matt, I'm kidding. what's the word you're trying to what's the word you're trying to compare this to? Um one of its uh uh motifs. Motifs. There, okay, we go, yeah, there we go. Is a very frantic Kinetic style. Yes, like it's a lot of the camera work. Very quick movements, quick cuts, shaky, frantic. You know, yeah, one of the scenes that got me real bad was the vomiting, though. That's pretty gross. It's just like, like the vomiting's gross on its own, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty gross. I heard one person describe this movie as running and screaming the movie. I think I wrote that down. <laughs> I saw this a review of it one time. It's like running and screaming the movie, which I won't disagree with. There is a shit ton of running and screaming in this yes, movie. Yes, there is. But... but I don't think that's what this movie is, though. No, I don't see it as that. I think there's a lot of really cool moments to the film that, outside of its chaoticness towards the end, that are really cool. Like I really like the relationship between Pinocchio and the girl, which I think yeah. is Hazumo. Because uh, they have almost rhyming names. I do remember that. Can we Google it or Kimiko? Kimiko. Ki- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it just took me a minute. Because <laughs> they have very similar names. And because uh, she doesn't have a memory, and there's a great part where she's like making this map of the city. Yeah. And she's like, when this map's done, we won't have to worry about memories. Oh. And I'm like, just really nice, subtle, quiet moments like that. And honestly, like that's my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that relationship is is... Very good. I think it's just a really solid, interesting ideal. And there's a great part where, like, he goes missing. Yeah. And she's, like, frantically looking for him. And the camera's real tight on her, so you can't see too far away. So you can't quite see if he's there or not. Yeah, yeah. Just really good, subtle filmmaking stuff like that, I think, is really brilliant in this movie. There's some awesome visuals in this thing, too. They are, yeah. 
like the and also the like almost the very beginning when uh the is it is it Kimiko who's who's like sitting yeah yeah okay just making sure that I was right about that yeah she's sitting there making the map yeah and then here comes like Pinocchio walking yeah towards it I thought that would looked awesome and of course the there's a lot of the crazy shit that happens later is mm-hmm. awesome looking. There is a bit of a, uh, to use wrestling terminology, heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is it re- is it really a spoiler? Uh, no, because I think it does drive the fi- minor spoilers. How about that? Okay, minor spoiler here. Three, um, two, two, one. Burp. Um, so after she finds Pinocchio, it's insinuated they have sex. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought as well. But and afterwards, he starts like melting. Yeah, he, he's a turn to, like, the mustard man or something. <laughs> I think it's almost like he's molting. Yeah. Not melting, necessarily. Yeah, like, almost like a, like a weird, like, lava-like. Yeah, like a tarantula, movement. almost. Like, he's shedding the, the skin. Why do you have to bring up spiders? I don't know. That's gross. And, like, the whole situation freaks her out, and she goes crazy. Yeah. And she begins to have these, like, flashes, which I took as that's her memory. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. start learning that maybe this girl who is this kind of sweet caring girl maybe isn't that and that's when she becomes like almost torturous to Pinocchio well you say almost torturous I'd, I'd say pretty damn torturous but yeah she chains him up to this big pyramid looking thing yeah which leads to a scene that I think is looks looks really cool but goes on for a long time when he's running down the street yeah see I love these shots though because it's so gorilla well yeah I, I mean I, I get that but what I'm saying is like how long the how long he is running for. Mm-hmm. I feel like it goes on a while, but... I think the film... What I think the film does really well is building... Yeah. ...the franticness. Like, it kind of starts out pretty manic and pretty frantic, and then it gets almost normal. Yeah. Like, despite the fact, you know, you got this guy who can't remember his name, can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but it almost becomes very normal, and there's a moment of almost peace when she puts the hat on him and is like, hey, you stay here, I'm gonna go get some food. Yeah. Right, there's almost a moment of like quiet peace, mm. and then from there the film just ramps and ramps and ramps, and then they're screaming and running and shaking, and then the end is just ape shit. Yeah, the ending <laughs> is one of the most bizarre things that I've seen in a movie in a while. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not even sure how to exactly explain. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it. I'd rather people go watch it. Well. That was kind of going to be the poster for this week. Well, they don't know that. Well, exactly. They'll see it, but they'll still be like, what the fuck is that? Hmm, <laughs> Which I think, enough. again, that ending does expose more of Kimiko's back like, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see that. Also, I, I just like a moment in silence for my spelling of Pinocchio. Oh, shit. That's really bad. It is bad. I see that. <laughs> I've got like two ends and like... <laughs> <laughs> but like... uh. And I think the acting almost does the same thing as the as the camera movements and everything else in this building. Yeah. Where everybody's already kind of weird. But the, and there's some some really funny stuff in the movie. The movie has a very dark sense of humor which I like a lot too. Yeah, you 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 love that stuff. I do. Um, yeah, I do too, but But there's very quiet moments like her talking about, "Hey, once this map's done, we won't need memories." It's very quiet. And even the doctor who's kind of crazy, but he's still just kind of like, "Oh, I can't believe this happened, right?" Yeah. As the movie goes along, these characters get more and more bizarre. Yeah. Where eventually there's like, like their tongues are like hanging out. It's like the farther the movie goes on, the farther they just lose their shit. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, they're just 
And my door looked weird as <laughs> shit. Sorry. By the end of the movie, they're just literally just screaming. Yeah, it's it becomes screaming the movie almost, but like there's no like there's almost no dialogue at the end of the movie except for just like ah, you know. I mean, the thing about the movie is like again, I didn't I didn't dislike this movie. Yeah, I, I it was a little a bit hard to handle mm-hmm. because of the the erratic style, which I know you love that. Yeah, I just like that it's because it's just unique and like very interesting visually. It's not something I would want to watch all the time. Yeah, but I think for this style of filmmaking, it works perfectly. Also, just to just to clarify something a little bit, you know, when, when I'm at school, I'm literally looking at a computer screen all day long. And I, I come back home with a headache, <laughs> so here I am watching this movie. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> just screaming and erratic <laughs> movement. I'm like, well, I've got a migraine now. <laughs> and you know, there's a lot of subtle stuff too. We're not we're not touching on. We're kind of just hitting the. The broad strokes of things, you yeah. know, if you really wanted to, you could delve real deep in this film and yeah. take a lot of stuff from it. Uh, there's a great interview with Chosen on the DVD, which uh, this is the Unearthed, which is funny that we're doing this after the uh, the Biro interview, because uh, two of these films are Unearthed releases, Yeah, <laughs> which I think they're weird. still in print. They're part of the Japanese cyberpunk collection, which I think was only ever two movies. <laughs> so, just call that, what yeah. was the Chosen... <sighs> Chosen, chosen, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna make you say that again, but it's much like their Dowski Yamanashi collection, which is two movies. Two movies. (laughs) It happens. But hey, hopefully Muzani will see the light of day one day, according to Byro. Yeah, that it might eventually see the light of day, which will be fucking great. Just the rights issues to all these movies. I know, but uh, ultimately, nine six four Pinocchio is a one of a kind experience. Yeah, and like it breaks the mold of the Japanese cyberpunk a lot too, because as the next two movies, hmm. and the you know the predecessor, the big daddy of the Japanese yeah. cyberpunk movement, Tetsuo the Iron Man, a lot of black and white. This film is shot in color. It is very monochromatic. It's very dark colors. Yeah, but it's still shot in color. Yeah. Um. This like this movie like its style is definitely way different from like stuff like Tetsuo. Uh, <laughs> uh, Electric Dragon and mm. Rubber's Lover. Yeah, which Rubber Lover is the same director, and I do feel like you do get a lot of the same. Yeah, R- Rubber's Lover is a little different. It is different, though. I agree. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like it, it is a solid movie. It's just I, I don't necessarily know if the the genre as a whole is, is for you. Yeah, I understand. It isn't for everybody. It is a genre that is. Like I said, it's built upon like just very manic movements of the camera and very chaotic acting and yeah. lots of screaming and metal grinding and weird noises. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like I dislike the genre. It's just, it's something that I can't sit down and watch every day and be like, okay. Listen, watching a Japanese cyberpunk movie is like listening to a great uh, ministry song. Yeah. Very industrial, very... Chaotic, <laughs> but sometimes maybe it can be a little too much. Yeah, you could argue. You yeah. know, I myself like industrial. I, I do too. I think that's one of the big things that sticks out to me with Japanese cyberpunk and why I like it so much is I do like the uh, the the aesthetic of industrialness. Yeah, you know that metal and that clanking and the grinding of the gears kind of thing. You it's know, like an author and Punisher album. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you know who he is, yeah, which he's fantastic. Check him out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do not check out the new Ministry album. <laughs> no, it's awful. <laughs> Yeah, is there anything else we need to tackle about 964 Pinocchio? Um, 
I don't I don't think so. I do love the fact that there's a guy trying to adopt a girl throughout the entire movie. Oh yeah, there and is. And eventually like <laughs> he eventually like just starts stalking this little girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Then yeah. takes off with her. He's like, My wife will be so proud <laughs> I, I laugh pretty hard at that. It's funny, man. This movie has a lot of really funny moments and a lot of very it's also very hypersexual. I don't think we brought that up either. It is a little. There's very, yeah. there's a very sexual nature to it, which I think shows, kind of shows in style, because I feel like there's a lot of that in Rubber's Lover too. Well, the, the name does have a little bit of that in it. A little BDSM in it. Yeah. But we move on to 2001. Yes. With Totonabu Asano. This would be a vehicle for him, I would say. I feel like he is a definitely a the highlight of this movie in a way. Yeah. He's definitely the the foreground character. Um, which if you don't know who Asano is, you know, you probably know him as Kagihara from Ichi yeah. the Killer, but you may also know him from the Thor movies. Yeah. He's gone on <laughs> to be in Thor. He's in Battleship. He's in all kinds of like these weird big American movies now. Which is really weird, isn't it? He's the Japanese Johnny Depp. He's in a band. He's, he's an actor. Really? Yeah, he's uh he's a big deal. Damn. Yeah. Good on him. And he starred in this little movie that's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. And has some of the sure, best narration ever. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It is Electric Dragon, 80,000 volts. One thing I, I think I should address off the bat with this movie is, for one, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. But two, I wish it was a little longer, I feel like. It is only, like, what, 55 yeah, minutes? It's like, 55 minutes. Yeah, it is short. Like, I wanted it to go on a little mm-hmm. longer, because whenever I was done, I was like, huh. And it was a cult phenomenon in Japan. Really? It played, I can't even remember how many weeks in a row as a midnight screening in this theater in Japan, but a ton, and it was always sold out, too. Damn. Like, so it really hit home in, like, probably like the, uh, you know, the underground film scene in Japan. Hmm. And it's easy to see why. It's definitely akins itself to being a cult hit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It has all the makings that you want in a weird cult movie where you got good characters, insane visuals, interesting ideals, you know. Like not by, you know, the concept of the movie per se, but what this movie puts me in mind of watching it is like a very industrialized version of like either Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. or something like even like Deathgasm. I can see that. Yeah, which um, is it's just crazy. But in this movie, it's a little different because it is so industrialized. Yeah, well, it's driven off electricity, <laughs> literally. Literally, yeah, that's the, that's the point. <laughs> so this film, we got two characters. Yes, we got oh yes, Dragon Eye Morrison, mm-hmm. who is which our is, main character, Asano. Which, if this was if it wasn't this movie, would be the best Red Dead character, yeah, ever. Dragon Eye Morrison, get and out of my town, Dragon Eye. Also, can I introduce this character? Hold on, hold on. we gotta introduce okay. who Asano's character is first. Okay, Dragon okay. Eye Morrison. Ahead, go ahead, sorry. Uh, mm. Who, as a youth was electrocuted by because he climbed up this uh, this electric tower. Yeah. This power tower, however you want to say it. Power tower. Power tower. <laughs> <laughs> Gets electrocuted, which unleashes the animalistic part of his brain. Also, very question for you before we move on. Mm-hmm. How many hospitals are in these movies? There's a lot. There's more hospitals in, this, in these movies than uh-huh. there is in our area. That's true. Which is a <laughs> scary thought. <laughs> So it awakens the animalistic part of his brain. He kind of becomes a little bit of a juvenile delinquent. A little bit. Who every time he gets in trouble, shock treatment. <laughs> yeah. Building him up, building him up. 
Eventually, he becomes a boxer, but he can't he can't control his rage. Yeah. But eventually, he finds a thing that helps him channel the electricity and the rage in his body, and it is electric guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to the last Lord. podcast. Yeah. Yep, yep. Love those guys. But then one day, he crosses path with another. Okay. Electric vigilante, if you will. I got. I have to tell you guys this guy's name. Yep. Okay. Go for it. This guy's name is the best fucking name for a character <laughs> that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. This guy's name is Thunderbolt Buddha. Thunderbolt Buddha. And he looks probably just about exactly as you think he would look. Yeah, he's got a half, like half his body is like a metal Buddha. Yeah. And it looks so cool. <laughs> it looks so His design so awesome. is awesome. Yeah. He's one of the highlights of the movie, for sure, just the way he looks. Whoever designed that... Thunderbolt Major. Buddha sounds like the character in like a Street Fighter or Tekken. It does. Yeah. Thunderbolt Buddha. <laughs> I would say more Tekken because Tekken has all that weird shit. In yeah, it. <laughs> bears and like skeleton aliens. So I mean, literally, these two like Morrison is looking for a lost lizard. Yes, which is currently being held captive by Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Buddha. <laughs> Thunderbolt Buddha is a vigilante who takes out the scum of the streets. But one day they cross paths, and it's basically just like Highlander. There can only be one. There can be one. And he's 80,000 volts, but Thunderbolt Buddha was struck by lightning, and he possesses two million bolts. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is so damn cool. It's cool. That's the, that's the perfect way to describe Electric Dragon 80,000 volts. It's cool. Like I, the thing about the movie is, like I did say, I wish it was a little longer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this movie's so short but so sweet at the same time. Yeah, it has an absolute dope soundtrack. Oh my god, you, you it came with a CD. Didn't it, it did, yes. God, what is it? Which the band who does the the uh, the the opening track that you hear on the DVD menu, yeah. and, and I think the closing track of the movie is Mach One Point Six Seven, which is Asano's band. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and hit them. Give them a follow on Spotify. I don't really think cool. they're on Spotify. Oh, sh- a lot of them really good Japanese bands are not on Spotify, man. Like the Pillows. Yeah. It's a shame. What, what, how do you pronounce? I mean, how do you spell Mach- that? M-A-C-H 1.67, I think, or 6.5. Um, yeah, like I think you summed it up perfectly. The best way to describe this movie is cool. Yeah. But uh, it really does break a lot of the molds it's of perfect. of uh, the cyberpunk genre as a whole. This movie's much more stylized and less gritty. It does have an industrial flair to it, but it, it's cleaner. Yeah. It doesn't quite have the same manic, frantic, chaotic, grimy imagery that a lot of the other Japanese cyberpunk films do. It's a much more clean, stylized movie. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, when you walk into when you walk into this movie, don't expect a normal movie. No. <laughs> it's not normal. But, but, I mean, what is a normal movie, I guess? But Avengers, I don't know. <laughs> Mm, yeah, about that, <laughs> which but. this does have a lot of elements of superhero movies. I mean, look, just look at the design of Thunderbolt Buddha and tell me that's not something that would come out of, like Stanley's head. Which rest in peace, rest in peace, Stanley. <laughs> um, it's really much an anime, like a live action yeah. anime, done yeah. right, done right. Yes, <laughs> because there's a shit ton done wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's what the Dragon Ball movie should have been. <laughs> You know, like, I gotta bring that shit back up in my <laughs> life. You talking about are you, are you talking about evolution? I am talking about evolution. Fuck me, that movie's awful. That movie is piece of shit. 
awful. I hate it. Awful. <laughs> Should never exist. Um, the uh, y- you can't talk about this movie without talking about uh Tobinabu uh to- Asano. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dude just has a presence about him. Oh yeah, he's got such a charisma that even when he's not speaking, you're just drawn to his characters. Like you see him walk in frame, and you're like. He's cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> you yeah. know, like he's awesome. He's I like the kind him. of guy that <laughs> that you strive to be. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's dope. He's cool. like, you know, I'll see you got a movie with him in it just because he's in it. Like a movie yeah. called, I think it's called Screwed. Screwed. Yeah. Um, Panic House put it out, which was a subsidiary of Synapse there for a while. Okay. They did a lot of weird Japanese and Mexican movies. Um, oh, okay. Which was a fine movie. It was really weird, but. You know, he's just such a good actor and so interesting and just like, he just has an aura about him Yeah, that you're just immediately like, you hook into him. You're like, he's just so cool. It's, like, <laughs> it's weird because it's like he just oozes charisma. Yeah. Which I would say in a, but very differently, but in the same vein, he kind of plays the same character in this movie as he does in Each of the Killer. Just less, less crazy. Less crazy and... Less violent. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he does have that same kind of like, like, oh man. Like, it's just like when you see Kagahara for the first time in Each of the Killer. Yeah. You're just like, man, this guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like this character, yeah. you know? This doesn't even have awesome. to say anything. He's just there, and you're like, damn, I like this dude. And, yeah, his acting ability is... So he's good. good. He's yeah. very good. I mean, there's a reason he's in these A-list American movies now. Yeah. The dude can act. And I don't remember the actor's name who plays Thunderbolt Buddha, but that guy's great too. Yeah, he does a great job. Especially with the limited, uh, you know, his limitations yeah. he was given in the film. Yeah, with He I doesn't mean, speak. Yeah. He talks to this little thing in his throat, and half his face is covered by this metal mask. <laughs> his eyesight's hindered, mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk. Yeah. That's two things against you, and he did a great job. Yeah, and, you know, whoever designed Thunderbolt Buddha needs to be given... A damn Oscar, because he's just so awesome. He's so cool looking. Mm-hmm. Also, Central Cinema, if you're listening to this. Yeah. We need the 80,000 volts would be re dope. <laughs> you need to scream this movie, please. It'd be dope. <laughs> I'd, I'd drop the money. And he has that great, like, they do this thing a couple times in the movie where they, like, they put the actor almost like a dolly. Yeah. So, like, they're not walking, they're almost floating. Yeah. Like, that's really the cool. way Thunderbolt Buddha is introduced. Mm. And there's, like, this great, like, when he shows up and yeah. just like such a great way to introduce this character. He's got his earbuds in and Which you're just it's so impractical with that mask on. It is, you can only wear one, but yeah. <laughs> but you get that like you know, like music yeah. as he's like just gliding along while his eyes are closed, he's got his head but his earbuds in and you're just like, Man, that is such a awesome visual. Like I remember like I had uh watched nine six four Pinocchio like the day be- like a day or two before. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a text while I was at school because you were watching Electric Dragon. Yeah, and you're like, you're gonna like this movie, and you're like, there's a character in this movie you're gonna love. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And when I watched it, I was not prepared for Thunderbolt Buddha. Thunderbolt Buddha. And when he <laughs> popped up, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, he Which, looks awesome. You know, too, like so. n- it's funny because even though these movies are in the same subgenre, they couldn't be more opposite of each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one is like just. Off the wall, chaos insane. Of you know what I mean? Yeah. Chaos, screaming, running, puking, Ugh. dirt, grimy, metal. You know, metal. And the other one is like this, like really super stylized, slick, anime esque superhero flick. Yeah, but they're both for cyberpunk movies. <laughs> yeah, 
the fight scene at the end also mm, so beautiful, cool. beautiful, love it. Yeah, my last note at the very when the credits rolled, I just put dope. Yep, <laughs> it was mine too. This ending is dope. Is that, is that what is that really what you put? <laughs> yep. That's and it awesome. all. You know what's really a shame is it left itself open for a sequel. Yeah, and it never happened. Not yet. Not yet. Probably never. But yeah, we can dream that one day we'll have a. Electric Dragon 80,000 volts, they're, too. They're both old as shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say about the movie. Just check it out. It's awesome. Yeah. There's a great edition out by Discotech. I don't know if it's still in print. Mm. Comes with the soundtrack. Has a nice slipcover. Lots of great special features, you know. Like If you like hardcore punk, especially from, you know, the, this scene. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the soundtrack's amazing. Though. Yeah, the, this one has definitely the more punk rock feel to yeah. it than the other two movies. Which cyberpunk is different than punk rock, but you know yeah, what I'm saying. C- like c- cyberpunk is like the same vein as something like steampunk, but sort of. It's cyber metal industrial. Yeah, it's a lot cooler. Work. Well, I. You, <laughs> Wait, you mean? Because some people... Look, I'm sorry, folks. I don't like steampunk. I think it's dumb, but that's all right. The game Dishonored was fun, though. Eh, whatever. I'm pretty sure it was based off of like, steampunk stuff. Yeah, whatever. Eh, well, you know. I based. prefer my my punk subgenres to be more industrial and... Which is weird, because steampunk is all about pops and, like, Pops and, like, and steam shit. and shit. Not, like, gears and, like, shrouds of metal and rebar and... You feel like you're covered in like soot. <laughs> yeah. True. But uh yeah, Electric Dragon's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you piss off all the steampunk guys out there. Now to the, the main event, if you will. Yeah, this one is uh We're about to show's in. Yeah. He's <laughs> the he's the man. And again, both the DVDs of Rubber's Lover and uh nine six four Pinocchio if they're still in print, which I'm pretty sure they are, I, th- I think you can get them pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, both it has like a two part interview. Like the first one covers chosen up to nine six four, and then Rubber's Lover on. Mm-hmm. Really good interview. The guy like wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And like you know gives a lot of insight on the films and stuff like that. Great interview, and and there's some other good features on it as well. Um, but this is from 1996. 96 five years later. Five years later. From 964 Pinocchio. It's pretty crazy, honestly. Mm-hmm. It also has, uh, both discs have one of his short films on it as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is Rubber's Leather. Also, something I have to mention is whoever designed the logo for this movie, just the logo that you see on the disc mm-hmm. at the very beginning, should should get a round of applause. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome, ain't it? it <laughs> it's so cool, right? I loved it. As as the I first it. time I ever heard of Rubber's Lover, okay, was actually a YouTuber named Sculpting Fragments. Yeah, his intro was the scene of them coming down the ed- elevator. That was his intro. Oh shit! And I remember looking at it like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> like, what yeah. is that? You know, and like eventually find out it's Rubber's Lover. Um, so from that visual at the very beginning, I was already like, I want to see this movie. Right. Just because like there was something so hypnotically strange about that. Yeah. So the plot of Rubber's Lover is is weird. <laughs> it is a part of... I mean, let's be honest. The three movies we are discussing today, you know, they vary very much in, you know, plot and stuff. Which, I mean, depending on who you ask, 
the plot might be a, a, a bit of a different word for it, but <laughs> which I, I'm not saying that for myself. I'm just saying somebody. You catch his hands. You keep talking shit about these movies. I ain't talking shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Catch his hands, boy. <laughs> I remember what the fuck I was gonna say. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, you threaten me. So you have these uh, these three scientists who are trying to find out how to unlock psychic powers in human beings. Yeah. They do this by injecting them with ether, hmm. which is a very potent drug. MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, putting this thing on them called a DDD, which is like, in, busts the sound wave into their brain that blows their mind. Ooh. And like, basically it's MK Ultra. It, it's yeah. brainwashing these people and trying to unlock that part of their brain that has the psychic ability. Which, when you really sit there and think about it, this is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, so the, the experiment goes wrong when the patient is injected with too much ether and literally blows up. Yeah, <laughs> which is insane. Um, and there's there's a scene later on that that something similar happens. And the visual is so cool. It is cool. We'll, we'll get you, to you that. Know what I'm about. I know you're talking about that. So they need new uh, guinea pigs. <laughs> yep. And uh, a um. She's a secretary, and she's come to handle their uh, their uh, files and their cases, right? And she tells them that you got to wait to get out of here. They're shutting down your experiments. They ain't happy with your results. You're done. You're done, son. And they're like, what? We're so close, you know? Well, okay. Like, when you're doing experiments and stuff, like, even, like, in real life, <laughs> why the humans? I, you know. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. You keep so going. The two two of them turn on it. Shimika, <laughs> as you'll hear many times in this movie, uh, and secretly having getting him addicted to ether. So now he's become a full blown ether addict, ether fiend, as they call him. Damn. And they hook him into the machine and they start experiment on him as the lady is still there working their through their files and everything. Oh. And eventually, from there. Let's just say psychic powers are unleashed and all hell breaks loose. Which seems like a familiar uh, you know, expl- explanation for a movie we've covered already. Mm. Well, I don't want to give too much away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I want people to go watch the movie. I mean, yeah. This one, this movie's on a new level. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> like, just dark, crazy, and just... I don't know, the visuals. The number one thing I have to give more than praise to, like it goes beyond that, is the set design and the props of this movie. Oh, yeah. They are out of this world awesome. The ether gun is this massive drill-looking thing that has these tubes that they drop these ether canisters into, and it spins and mixes the medicine and has this massive needle on them, and they shoot it like a damn gun. Yeah. It it looks super cool. There's these damn monitors that monitor the eye movement uh, as they're being crammed with the DDD, and their eyes are just jolting all over the place, and it's just like prosthetic eyeball, I assume, just moving around. It looks amazing. There's the rubber costumes mm-hmm. that the guy wears. Super cool. The All the freaking scientific stuff, amazing looking. You know, like, yeah. the guy in bandages looks awesome. <laughs> 
they are next level props in set design in this movie. Yes. Um. Something else. Something else is uh, like when you look at the that's this movie. When you look at the the characters and you look at the set design and everything, this screams this genre. Oh, absolutely, straight up. This, like, it it does take me back to like stuff like Tetsuyo, mm-hmm. where it's like. It screams industrial, yeah, and just metal like look and it cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, what I love the most about it too is you feel like you're in a grimy, gritty underground, seedy like yeah. experiment lab. You know, <laughs> like when I said that, when I was watching this, and I thought back to the stuff I had watched before. This movie, I feel like, has a bit of influence on things. Oh, absolutely! That I've seen. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree one hundred percent. Which know? I don't know if you watched that music video I sent. I you. didn't, but you told me about it. There's a music video from Cattle Decapitation, which is like a, a death metal yeah. band. Which I, for people who don't know, <laughs> yeah, they're an extreme metal band. Yeah, yeah. and it's called uh, what's it, Clandestine Ways mm-hmm. or Crocodile Rot, which is. A crazy ass video. Mm. When I was sitting, when I was watching this movie, I was like, "There's no way in hell that they were not influenced from this, right?" Because it's so similar. Mm-hmm. Just the chaos of like like drugs and just violence and it's brutality. Mm-hmm. It just it's all there. It's a uh, it just works so well on that level of just engrossing you in the the world. Because mm-hmm. you don't go outside of this lab much. No. Like, there's like two or three scenes outside of the lab. Everything else takes place in this lab. And it, even though it is wide open, it feels very claustrophobic. Yeah. And you have that great that great visual that I was talking about where the uh, the lab assistant, who's this girl, who's kind of very cyberpunky. She mm-hmm. wears goggles and has her hair in little pigtails and, you know... She's bringing the patient down to uh, the lab, and it says forward shot, and it's lit. What looks to me like has fluorescent bulbs yeah, yeah, all yeah. lining the side of this like elevator, Ugh. and there's just like doom, doom, sound effect going yeah. on. That visual to me is iconic. Mm-hmm. I would get that shit tattooed on me. I think it's that cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's one of the most stark, cool visuals in a movie ever. Yeah, and like the the way this movie looks is like a nightmare come to life. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those nightmares like that you have after watching like a weird movie, <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh my god, what is this? When you leave it on last podcast and left when you fall asleep, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but there was one time I had left something about like true crime on the TV playing, mm-hmm. and it really fucked with my dreams. When you fall asleep, listen to H.P. Lovecraft, and everything goes weird in your head. <laughs> I can't say I relate to that either. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, like Shimika, like when he like he busts out and he becomes like this psychic god, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like psychic god. He has like this gas mask looking thing on, yeah. with a pumping full of ether. That that visual is he's, so cool. He's covered in rubber, mm-hmm. black rubber, and what's really cool is he has these two monitors on the side of him. Yeah, yeah, that are his eyes. And like the whole oh. thing is like like oh his eyes are moving, but when he unlocks that power they fixate. You oh, know what I mean? They man. stop. Yeah. And it's just like oh that's so cool. Like whenever <laughs> like whenever he raises from like the bed like you can just hear him like inhale mm-hmm. and exhale and the way that like the, the this like weird like mask looks on his face it's like whoa 
Yeah. It's so cool looking. There's an actor in this film who I don't know his name. He plays one of the scientists. He looks like Toro Yano. <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, his performance is going to split people. Yeah. You're either going to love it or hate it because at the end of this movie, he goes, he goes ham. <laughs> he turns his yeah. performance up to 12. Like, he goes batshit crazy. Yeah. I personally like it because it makes sense to me because, good Lord, I mean, look at the craziness that's happening. I mean, it's, this movie is like a scrap metal nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's something that you don't want to see. It feels like life. you're watching someone, like, actually performing these experiments. Yeah. However, shot beautifully in black and white. Yeah. Like, it's gorgeous black and white. I'd love to see a Blu-ray of this thing. Because mm. I know it just looked outstanding, you know? Yeah. Because it's shot so well. I personally love this movie. This is this is a, this is a you know, this is up there for me as mm. a favorite. I love Rubber's Lover. Which is funny, because I've seen it four times, right? Wow, really? Oh, yeah. First time I watched it, I had a really hard time following it. I got two characters confused and got really lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did have a little bit of that problem, but I do feel like a lot of these movies I should go back and watch again one day. But with each viewing, I grew to love it more and more and more and more. Yeah. And I do think it's easier to follow than 964 Pinocchio. Yeah. 964 Pinocchio is much more abstract. <laughs> Like, Which all, this one is abstract too. Don't get me wrong; it's got its moments of yeah, like I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but not it never gets so confusing that you can't follow it. Oh, it never gets it never gets so confusing that you're just like, um, who, who are you? Who what, are you? What, what's happening? Yeah, what is this? Um, <laughs> there was a point where I was like, should the movie be over at this point? And I forgot <laughs> there was like three other people that were involved. I was like, oh yeah, they're they're there, and like all the characters are bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even know who the good guy is. <laughs> like cause she because not necessarily a good person. No. He's blowing these people up with ether. Oh, that visual is so damn cool of the guy like he, he like overdoses on ether. And they're just like ah, and they run. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like each individual vein on his body just goes mm-hmm. just starts blurting blood everywhere. And it's awesome. But like he's not necessarily a good guy because he's in on these experiments. Yeah, the other two guys are worse because they're turning on him and like. <laughs> You know, who's the good guy in this film? This chick, she's working for this weird CD company yeah, who's the... backing these people. You know, like, it's just all, like, grimy and filthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just so many things about this movie that I really, really love. The music, I love the soundtrack. This one has the most industrial soundtrack of any of them. Yeah, this one definitely is, like, an author Punisher album. Yeah. <laughs> or even, like... Yeah, a little bit of like someone like uh, Nine Inch Nails yeah. or something like that. Yeah, can agree with that 100%. Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy, yeah. Uh, oh, God, sorry, I'm just in my seat. <laughs> that seat sucks. It does, it blows, my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like you have all these like, but all the characters are just so bizarre, like you have the muscle monster. Yeah. And he's not that in shape. <laughs> Wait, were you talking about the guy who like, like rips that girl's shirt? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Hey, there is a rape scene in this film. Yeah. And it's pretty rough. It's a pretty brutal rape scene, I won't lie. Yeah, I sat there, there and, like, he's, like, ripping her clothes and stuff. But, like, how strong is this motherfucker? But he's not that ripped. No. But there's a scene where he's, like, in his, like, the Speedo, and he's, like, traps. Triceps, yeah. <laughs> Pectorious. The only thing I could think about when I was watching that scene was that damn scene from Each of the Killer. Each of the Killer? Yeah, when he just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> it is great. It's one of my favorite scenes ever. God. Who's that left field? <laughs> and, then, and then they cut back a little later and he's just fucked. <laughs> like this guy, like I would love to, is as he's naming all these muscles. Yeah. You know, buy the scientific name for them. Yeah. They're like adding in this like rubber twisting sound effect. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> it's just like. His muscles aren't even that defined. Like yeah. he's really, he's really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's great, though. Like it just and like the the girls just like, you're weird. <laughs> you're real weird. There's a great scene where like someone like transfers bodies. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but that scene is really cool. God, oh, there's one scene too. That, uh, we can just go on forever about this. I think when they had like the tape. And then they just keep like he just keeps unraveling it, yeah, and unraveling like, it, and then like the girl walks into the room and was like 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 walking through it, mm-hmm. and, like laying in it. I don't I don't know something about that. I was like, whoa. Well, I think there's a great scene where he's like, I am Shimiga, and he, like, he's like naming these things, like how he got to that moment, yeah. like real fast, and he's like doing these like jerky movements. So cool. Yeah. Like I I know I said this genre is not necessarily like my cup of tea. But what I've by what I've seen this movie, for some reason this one Electric Dragon really stuck out. Yeah. To me, as like some stuff that I would definitely go back and watch again. Right. Um. You know, and after this, Shosen really didn't do a whole lot. He did a movie called Dimson. Dimson, which is kind of like a straightforward, I guess, ghost movie kind of thing. Well, what, what, what year was it? I don't know. It was early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I've never seen it, but you know, you look online, it doesn't have a ton of good reviews. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is pretty good. Yeah. And after that, it seems like he did a bunch of short films and stuff like that, and that was kind of it. Which is a shame. I'd love to see the guy come back and do another uh, cyberpunk yeah. movie because the dude's the dude's got a visual style of the only zone. You know I, mean, I mean, if there's demand for it, I'm sure maybe he would. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a style all of his own, much like uh, you know Tetsu the Iron Man. Oh yeah. But different. And that's what I think is so cool is that like they're like even though. You can tell the influences in the are the same, mm-hmm. but they're both done super different. Yeah, like each one of these movies that we've covered, they like even from the same director, they're nowhere near the same movie. Yeah, like and like you saw to me, like there's a striking improvement between Nine Six Four Pinocchio and Rubber's Lover. Yeah, Rubber's yeah. Lover is like, as I said, it's like a rubber scrap metal nightmare. Yeah. And not six four Pinocchio is kind of just like a nightmare. Yeah, it's the kind of nightmare that like you wake up and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> the nightmare is that when you wake up, you're just like, what happened? <laughs> you're sweating like. <sighs> it's one of those nightmares that you feel like you're about to when you wake up, you just like start screaming. Yeah. So, anything else on these movies before we wrap this up? I mean, I I'd, like. Just a warning, if you decide to watch these, they can be hard to watch. They can be frantic and like difficult to get through. They can cause a bit of a headache at times. Especially when you already have a headache. <laughs> trust me. But I, I say you check them out. Yeah. It's a genre I love. I Because I think it's just so visually unique and all of its own. It's actually a pretty big influence on a lot of the ways I like to direct when we're doing short films yeah. and stuff like that. I, I take a lot of influence from these movies. Um, so something like I, I, I do, I do want to go back and watch the Tetsuya movies mm-hmm. someday. Uh, One day down the road, we'll do an episode where we like pick movies and like revisit them. 
Hmm. Do like Tetsuyo, The Angel's Melancholy. Oh my god! <laughs> you just go for movies that I talk shit on. Yeah, just see if your opinion changes on them. <laughs> Matt re-reviews. Yeah, Matt re-reviews. Oh good lord! But uh, yeah, I guess that's gonna do it for the Japanese cyberpunk. I I enjoyed these movies. I think you should check them all out. Oh, and I'm sure there's more movies out there that we could cover for like oh, a part yeah. two of this. We'll get there. You know, yeah. there'll, there'll be another part. You know, we kind of did part one with the Tetsuyo trilogy. Now yeah. this is part two. Yeah. So. I don't know what's next. Did we pick? I don't think we picked. Oh, no, we didn't pick, but oh my God. We didn't, yeah, we meant to say, like, we're going to sit down, we're going to plan out in November. Yeah, sure we did. Yeah. Well, why, Keep I, talking. I, yeah, I'm going to get some shout outs while you uh, rummage around for our notebook and pick the next episode because it's your turn. <laughs> so, we want to give some shout outs. Uh, Steven Byro, we really didn't get a chance to say thank him because. <laughs> it's kind of funny because the episode that got put out wasn't the completed episode. It was literally just the interview because I goofed on that part. But it worked out, so it didn't really matter. It was still awesome. We really thank Stephen Byro. He was a great interview. And if you haven't listened to it, it's two episodes back. It's great. Highly recommended. He gives some awesome information, answers some things I had never heard, talked about before. Really loved it. So, yeah, check that out. I uh, want to thank, as always, Rain Architect, Jason, the guy who did our soundtrack. Or soundtrack, or song, or theme song. It's an awesome theme song. He's great. He's a brother. We love him. Um, love you, Jason. Love you, Jason. Who will survive? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can't yeah. say much right now. I don't want us to give anything away. But uh, we got we got some things in the works with those guys. I have an, I have an idea of what we should do for the next episode, but at the time I feel like we should wait on it. I say we just do it, but let me finish these shouts first. Okay, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Who Will Survive podcast, great podcast, great dudes. Definitely go give them a subscribe. Um, what else? I don't know. Sometimes I like to just shout things out randomly that I like. Uh, <laughs> Grindhouse video in Tampa, they're dope. Okay. <laughs> They've been having some problems with Screen Factory's bullshit. Mm. They're raising, making him raise his prices on Screen Factory titles. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. They're not happy with the way he... Uh, he sells his shit, so screw you, Screen Factory. Buy from Grindhouse. By the way, uh, we goofed a little bit here. Did we? Uh, yeah, we had a complete episode for Chosen. It'd just been two movies, though. No. No? There's a movie called The Caterpillar. Oh, it's a short film. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Right, yeah, we good. So, yeah, buy from Grindhouse Video and Diabolic DVD. They're all dope. I don't know why I'm giving them shout-outs. It's just what I like. Scream Team releasing a new company. They've been releasing some dope shit. Check them out. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking over this. You're just shouting out everybody. I'm just going to give everybody a shout out, man. <laughs> Spread the love. We love everybody. NGW out of uh, Newport, Tennessee. Eddie and Cody. Awesome dudes. Check them out. Go watch them with good wrestling. It's on High Spots, which is like Netflix for wrestling. Uh, who else? <laughs> Central Cinema. Dope-ass theater in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> Go give them a check. <laughs> I swear to God. You just doing shout out mania here. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I'm running out of people. I really don't know what to go with. I already said who will survive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, you need to keep looking because. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else do we want to shout out? Um. Uh, oh my god, I don't know. I'm running out of ideals. This is real tough to choose. We, we, we shouldn't be choosing on the air. Yeah, I know. 
uh, go buy uh, some Heat Seeker shirts from my friend Elliot. He, oh, okay. He's a good tag team. Wrestling in East Tennessee. He's awesome. He's yeah. a cool dude. Love yeah. Elliot. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Matt oh. over here does a YouTube channel called oh, Frock Crave. Right. It's been coming back in probably 2019. Uh, sometime. Yeah. Eventually. It's like true crime. It's true, it's true crime, paranormal, all that good shit. Like, I'll shout you out. You keep looking. Oh, okay, sorry. Shout out to Frock Crave. <laughs> Why do you just keep shouting things out? Because you got to find shit. I'm running out of shit to talk about. Oh, well, well, look. Well, look, I'm trying to change something. <laughs> you just keep shouting at me about Well, if you just pay attention to what you're doing, I won't have to keep shouting shit the bitches out. Well, I, to- look, I told you that I have an idea, but you were just like, I'm shouting people out. Well, then you you're like, oh, there's so many dope ideas. I thought you didn't pick. This is the best segment in the history of it. <laughs> I'm yeah, sick on cinema, by the way. This is the best of the worst. <laughs> what are your choices, I guess? Uh, anyways, what'd you pick? What'd you think? I think in French Extreme 2. Ooh, which entails inside <laughs> martyrs <sighs> and frontiers. Oh boy! All right, a little steamy. Yeah, a little steamy. I like it though. I'm down. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna double foot stomp into the vagina of French extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Never in a million years would I think you'd ever even utter those words. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the air. You, oh, you probably just offended some people. Probably. It's all right. Well, if you don't I mean, shit, we're about to talk about the French extreme films and you're talking about offending people. I was either thinking that or where was he? Where was Let's just go French extreme two. Okay, French extreme two, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. After that long list of shout outs, damn. Um. And then the devil foot stomping. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> the vaginas. The the female genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. French Extreme 2 is going to be the next episode. Like us on Instagram. Is he liking on Instagram or do you follow? On Instagram? Yeah. You, you can like stuff and follow stuff on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. I think that's how it works. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, don't do a Twitter. We're dead on Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. Review us. Yeah. Uh, leave a five-star review that says you're double foot stomping into the vagina of Sick on Cinema. You'll probably get kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> Apple's like ratings board thing. They're probably like, what the fuck is this? Get out of here. Um, we always appreciate the support. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For hey, I'll go ahead and give a shout-out again. Even two. if you don't listen and you just like us on Instagram and you like our pictures, hey, that's still cool, but listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the podcast. You might like it. Yeah, we try our best. Unless, we suck you, at keeping a consistent schedule. Unless John here drops an R word or uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I will say it. Don't make me say it. <laughs> don't, don't say it. I don't give a shit about this PC culture. I don't like PC culture either, but... Yeah. I don't want to get yeeted either. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. This episode's been chaos. <laughs> Alright. Thank you for listening, everybody. I am John. And I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on, on cinema. 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 I thought my vagina joke was very funny. <laughs> <laughs>